So if you're anything like me, you do a lot of your online shopping, well, a lot of your shopping at all on Amazon. So if this is a case for you and you're looking to buy something anyway, if you go to our website at tensandaces.com, near the top of the page, you will see an Amazon banner ad. If you click there, prior to making a purchase on Amazon, it will open up your Amazon app just like normal. Or if you're in a browser, go to the Amazon webpage just like it would normally if you were to type in amazon.com. The only thing that's different is that because you click through our referral link, the Tens and Aces podcast will get a small little commission on whatever you buy. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just a good way to support the show and show your love for TNA and, you know, help cover some of the cost that it costs to make this thing. So remember, if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, go to tensandaces.com, click the Amazon banner, and then you're good to go. And you're helping out something you like, like this podcast. And it's a win-win, win-win, win-win-win. Oh, and why I got you here, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Now, enjoy the show. One of these losers in Las Vegas who keeps thinking he's going to come up with a way to win at Blackjack. Are you ready for some TNA? Welcome to TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. A podcast with true-to-life stories and experiences from advantaged players in the game of blackjack. From pros crushing it and making a living counting cards, to newer players who are just making their way through all the ups and downs of what can be, at times, both an equally frustrating and beautiful game of AP Blackjack. Is this the kind of thing you want to hear? Well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Here's your host, Mike AP. And welcome to the show today. As the man just said, I'm your host of this transmission of our experiment in imaginary radio that we like to call TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. So if this is the kind of thing you want to hear, well listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. With me today is Gus28, pro blackjack player, and he has an interesting story that I think you guys will enjoy. And how's it going, Gus? Hey, man, I'm doing just well. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, it. I appreciate you coming on. So do you, what's your origin story? Your How did your journey start with blackjack? Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Uh, probably a different story than most of the APs that I know, at least. Yeah. Uh, um, so I came from a different country. You know, I'm not, I'm not from the U.S., and that's a couple of years ago. And I started, um, I started going to a casino with a couple of friends as, you know, like um, recreational gamblers, let's put it in sure. that way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I started playing slots and with no edge, of course, and start, you know, um, playing table games with blackjack is really similar to a, a game that I have on my mother country uh, for those who doesn't know i came from brazil mm-hmm. and we have a game that we call 21 with a different rules the blackjack but it was the easiest that i could understand the rules back then and i just googled it, a couple of stuff about uh, how to play blackjack and got a couple you know basic stretch charts and um went through that and start kind of you know practicing trying to memorize the chart and then i stumbled with blackjack apprenticeship and um, I, I I watch all the, the free stuff that you know Collins awesome he was offering uh, on the Blackjack Apprenticeship website, and I got really interested on it. I was like, hey, that's that's something like seems like funny. I used to work with finances, so charts, uh, read charts for me wasn't a problem. Like I think I can do that. I can memorize. That was I was thinking back then. Just memorize mm-hmm. all the correct plays and just go forward. I went through all the charts. I went through all the videos. I signed up for Blackjack Apprenticeship. I started practicing at home. I, as being a non-speak English, uh, non-English speaker, uh, I was kind of learning back then. That was two and a half years ago. I was a little struggle with the language, so a lot of terms I didn't understand. I have to pause the videos a lot, you know, just to. Mm-hmm try to find a definition for whatever he was talking about. I started practicing because numbers are numbers, you know? Right. And I started doing it in Portuguese, you know, keeping the running count in Portuguese. And I was like, man, if I want to interact with people in casino, I have to step up my English. Then I try I tried to train and count in English. I got a little struggle with that for a while. I made it. I made it. I was like, all right, I can keep the running count in English. And I didn't have any friends to do to me. So I was dealing uh, to myself for a couple hours at home. Back then, I believe um, I didn't have enough uh, money to attend to a boot camp, which now mm-hmm. I realize that it is really important. You know, Blackjack Apprenticeship offers like a um, boot camp when all the pro 
tutorials, uh, get together and, you know, teach people in the right way to do it. I couldn't afford that. So I was like, I just have a couple hundred bucks. Uh, what should I do? I hit the casinos, which I don't recommend to anybody. Right. Right. You know, anybody, uh, whatever is listening to me now, please just, just don't, you know, build your bank, then hit the casino. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, you know, um, I started out with 500 bucks and I hit the casino every time I was bringing like a hundred playing all the uh, crap rules. Let's put it that way. You know, a, a deck at some point I was playing a deck with two decks cut off hit 17. I know the house edge was like so big and I was doing, uh, after I realized what I was doing after it being tested by pros, but we're going to get there on the interview, but I was doing like three bucks an hour. Yeah. You know? All the rules that I was playing, the spread that I was doing, I was doing um, my EV was three dollars an hour, which but at least you were learning and had positive EV when you're learning, right? So yeah, it, that, that was uh, that what I was trying to do. And actually, I'm not. Unfortunately, I, I'm not too active on uh, forums. But uh, my nickname came twenty eight because my I believe my second session on the casino lasts twenty eight hours. Wow. I, yeah, I came to a casino with a couple hundred bucks. I was mo- mainly back counting and see if I could keep tracking of the count. And I was sitting and playing a couple hands and, you know, stepping out the table and, you know, walking in, walking out. And I played mm-hmm. with a super nice dealer at some point on the night. Um, we we talked a lot. And when I realized that she was leaving already, her shift was gone. I was like, damn, she was, she was nice. And I, I just kept doing. My cell phone died and everything possible happened. You can't find a, a um, clock in a casino. So time goes, you know, time passed by and the same dealer sat on my table, that table that I was counting again. I was like, and she was like, hey, you back. I was like, I never left. She, <laughs> she, went, she went home and went to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <all> <laughs> yeah, she was like, hey, you back. I was like, I, I never left. She was like, what? I was like, what? What time is it? <laughs> she was like, it's, it's, you know, and she she told me like what time it was. And I, then I realized that I was there for like over 22 hours already. I was like, man, I'm like a whole day inside the casino. You know, I drink, of course, I drank a lot of Red Bulls. And again, I do not recommend this for anybody. You know, I was trying to keep track of the cards on the, on the table. I couldn't get any help in the moment. I couldn't, you know, afford for boot camp. So I had to do it myself, you know, mm-hmm. and I had nothing but time. That session, I ended up up like, I believe, 750. So after like 28 hours, I still up like 750, which I was like, ah, all right, it's better than lose, right? I believe I sat in the table with 150, something like that. And I last for almost 30 hours, which now I know like how incredibly lucky I was uh, not to go and bust on that session and just be able to, you know, um, train with as little as that money, even though I still not recommend for anybody to do it. And um, so I kept doing it this for a while. You know, I just bring a couple hundred um, bucks to casino, 100, 200, because the only thing that I need to know is how works in real life you know i was dealing myself home i didn't have anybody else to, to do to me or to correct my misplays and i just keep kept doing it for a couple uh probably a, a little over 100 hours i was going to casinos just wonging and back counting and when i thought you know the count was good i just sit in the table but again the, the pen was terrible i was playing with average two decks cut off 175 it was the house and, edge in the game like 0.6 something Oh, the house, yeah, the house edge was huge. And I was getting yeah. so little rounds per hour because I was seven players on the table with all the side bets, which on this casino is really f- famous and pretty much 80% of the customers played. And I was getting, you know, a few rounds per hour and, you know, and wonging a lot and back counting a lot. But a couple of months passed uh, since my first session. And that was Christmas and again, my, my parents is still in Brazil and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't have pretty much anyone to hang out with. And at Christmas, I was like, oh, I'm going to hit the casinos again. Why not? Sure, they're open. Yeah, they they yeah. are open. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Christmas. And um, I went to the casino and was doing the same stuff. And then I sat on, a, and my bankroll grew a little, a couple hundreds back then. And then I sat on a table and um, 
it was just me and another player, which uh, came out he was an AP, the first one I ever met, because, you know, um, mm-hmm. barely speak English um, back then. I couldn't understand more than I could speak. And I was like, for me, it was something, something else, you know, me someone like in person that was actually doing and it was really funny how it happens because we are playing and um i did have a running negative two and my hand was a 12 against a four he was betting i believe 50 he he, he was you know kind of his minimum bet or something and i was betting 10 bucks and i was kind of afraid to hit that because i knew it's not a common move to do in a table and he has mm-hmm. more money on the table and i have this kind of mentality back then right and right. i look at him and he nod his head just like hit it and i did i busted and whatever happened happened next he was like um i'm sorry if i made you lose your hand and i I goes with I know that I play right. For some reason I say that. I I, I know that I play right. And he kinda you know, he, he kinda I kinda shocked him. He was like, Hey, something's up here, you know, no one like hits a twelve against a four and say it's the right play to do it if just if you know if the counts that you know it's a d2 now yeah so the show was got the show was over and he said hey can you talk to me for a second i was like yeah sure so we ended up going to the, uh, the slot machines and he was like so what are you doing i was like what do you mean what i'm doing i was like are you using hilo i was like oh shit yeah so he's an ap i was like yeah i'm using hilo and then um calling from blackjack a blackjack apprenticeship he just had released his book back then for like a month or so he was like read this book and i was like yeah because i did i got kind of firsthand and uh took me a while to you know translate everything that i didn't understand but uh, i was like yeah i i got the book he 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 goes all right so on that book has a mention of me on that page i was like oh man i was just i was like so fired up i was like oh man i actually met a real p they kind of exist <laughs> you know what i mean yeah a guy you read about in a book <laughs> yeah right. i was just like oh man i got like really fired up i have a bunch of like funny stories from that day but uh we came back to the tables we are playing together because i wasn't spreading my as much because my bankroll didn't allow me and i did something that i, I screwed up with one thing we both were having like a really really bad variance that day we both mm-hmm. are getting you know Hammer, yeah. and he was of course we sometimes get a little uh not too comfortable with the situation of be beating you know hand after hand i remember that one shoe the yellow card came out and we did have i believe a true eight or something like that and the yellow card came before the dealer's deal the hand but he then he started he placed his bets probably his max bets on a circle and he was like all talkative to the dealer and the dealer was ready to do another hand and uh, the dealer looked at me and was like oh you're not gonna play and i was holding the yellow card and then i you know kind of waved the yellow card i was like but it's shuffle time oh my god this ap he he got a little upset with me and i have no idea what i have done you know we have like a true a the dealer was ready to deal and i was just i just, <laughs> I just cut off i was like it's shuffle time even though it's a true a you know what i mean i was just like yeah so i messed up with that and um so this ap left like right away you know without saying a word he i I could see he got a little upset with my move and um on that christmas i felt like really bad i was like hey man i i met someone who is doing and we could kind of you know network and you know get together i could like ask him a bunch of questions and i don't even have his number you know i drove home like really really down when i sat on, on my computer i log in on a blackjack apprenticeship and someone on the forum had posts um a dap who was playing x shop um this christmas uh, between x time and x time please contact me and that turns up to being nubs nubs 1981 <laughs> he is um so nubs I'm, I'm sorry i have to correct that nubs wasn't the same player that i was playing with but i played with a really good friend of nubs and i believe well, I believe that this AP who I was playing with texted Nubs about me, you know, and I have a couple flaws in my game, all this kind of stuff. So Nubs, he's really uh, helpful, you know what I mean? He helps the community a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he reached out to me and he was like, hey, man, a friend of mine just, you know, just played with you a couple hours ago and he found a couple, uh, you know, flaws in your game. And um, we exchanged some texts, ended up he was willing to help me out. You know, with uh, kind of test me out and 
see how my game is going. And I was like, cool. So yeah, and that's how I met Nubs a couple of months ago, and like through a couple of weeks after that session with this old other AP. And, and this is a couple of years ago now, by this point? Yeah, that was, so I met up Nubs um, January 2019. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, so Christmas from 2018, that's when I played with uh, the first IP I ever met. Right. So Nubs tested me out. Of course, I didn't pass. He he pointed out so many flaws in my game, and and I thought I was doing right, and I was not. So that's why I don't recommend anyone to go to a casino before be ready. I know you guys have listened to this a lot, but it is true, you know. And um, yeah, so he worked on my game. I worked on my game. I went solo. I wasn't playing on his team back then. I went solo. Play probably almost 800 hours solo and then nubs came with the, the opportunity to join join the team and um, i couldn't be more happy about it you know the team's great awesome players and nubs is he keeps mentoring me you know in every way possible right do you, do you so you enjoy the team aspect more than being a lone wolf oh yeah Definitely. This what do you, what aspect of it? The com- the camaraderie, the support, the shared bankroll, or all of it? Uh, I believe all of it is just like um, I am. A, I started kind of a loss at first, so you know, a loss for me. It was I didn't. I wasn't taking that well. When I first I got my first big losses by my own. I mean, again, I have no family or kids, and my all my Brazilians, they all my friends, they are Brazilians, so they are not people that I could even talking about this, you know. And even if I could, they would never understand. They would look at me as a degenerate gambler because, fun yeah. fact, casinos are are illegal in Brazil. Right. Know? So and they probably think that card counting is illegal, and you're breaking, you're cheat. They probably think you're cheating. They actually. Uh, most of them, they have no idea what card counting is. It is because again, casinos in Brazil are illegal. So if you go to oh, Brazil okay. and talking about card counting, someone has to watch the move twenty one to know what you're saying. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the camaraderie is, is probably the mainly uh, you know the the most important thing for me uh, versus being a lone wolf. Because uh, when I took a couple bad uh, you know variants, I hit I hit two. Over 200 hours losing streaks. So we're as a lone about, wolf, right? As a lone wolf, yes. I played solo about 700 hours. I just had, you know, I had two plus 200 hours losing streaks. So of that 700, only 300 were you? 300 were you your all-time high. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And those losing streaks, they, they were brutal because I always played. I always had a full full-time job. At some point, I remembered I was sleeping a couple hours a night just to grind on the blackjack tables, right chipping, and then I became like a green chipping and. You know, a losing streak is something that over 200 hours is you start doubting. You know, of, oh yeah, if, oh yeah, of yourself and have like nubs and the other teammates who was always willing to test me out. Lack, uh, he was in a podcast with you a couple mm-hmm. couple uh, weeks ago. He, sorry, couple weeks ago, he is one of you know helped me a lot he one day he tested me out in the mcdonald's inside of mcdonald's because i was just <laughs> like man I, I don't know what's going on he was like hey i have a, a deck of cards on my car Let, you know let's let's meet up on this spot and it was like a mcdonald's and he kind right. of you know test me on his spot and he said hey man your game is on point and i was just like man but you know so teammates helped me a lot you know share share stuff with them it's something that i I really appreciate it. So yeah, I imagine so. The especially on the road, there's someone to go back to. There's someone to talk the night over with when you uh, you're on the road. You know, when you get back to the hotel room or whatever, uh, yeah. Share share expenses and just have buddies there with you, even though you're probably not playing at the same table unless you're doing a, a AP or I mean a spotter BP play. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah, it's still nice to know that they're out there somewhere, even if oh, they're yeah. at a shop, even if they're at a shop that's a few miles down the road, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's for sure. And we just had a trip to um, a different state and was for teammates. 
we were all together, you know what I mean? And sometimes at some point we are playing the same casino, of course, not the same table. We had different cars and everything, but it, it was really nice to know that you are not, you know, alone if anything happens. So right. it's something that, that I really, I really appreciate. It's really valuable to me uh, being part of a team. And, you know, uh, so I'm rather playing a team than being a lone wolf. That's for sure. Absolutely. So how many hours on average per month do you play team? Now I'm, I have a different uh, day job and it's a little more time consuming than I used to have. So mm-hmm. now I'm playing average a week, about 10 hours, but it's on this, let's say on this last quarter, I probably play about 60 hours. So 20, 25 hours a month, I can keep putting that way. That's a decent but, amount still. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now and even now, because the you know the stakes are not the same that I used to play before. So when I was red chipping, I I could easily place a 14, 12, 10, 11, you know, a 15 mm-hmm. hours session. And um, at this level with black chips, you cannot stay that long inside the casino. Even an hour sometimes is, is yes. tedious. Yeah. Yeah. So or half hour. Sessions, yeah. Now my sessions are definitely shorter. You know, uh, if I am over that one hour in a casino, it's something that you start, you know, try to move to a different shop or something. Now yeah. Because especially if there's a bunch of sister properties in that uh cluster that you're at the the region you don't want to overstay your way you're welcome at one spot and burn out the rest of them right then on your trip so you yeah, definitely have to play them. yeah that's correct yeah. so yeah i'm playing less uh way less hours than i used to on my own i play again i play almost i probably play almost 100 hours in 13 months and with covid included so we can break this to like nine months Mm-hmm. of play and I had 800 hours so I used to play long long sessions when I was playing by myself do you guys uh mostly play at individual tables or do you guys do spotter BP play or kind of mix it up or does it depend on the shop and the heat and the situation we mostly do individual play mm-hmm. uh yeah it's just because um team members they are they are skilled enough to handle you know uh, solo play and we don't do uh, spotter bp uh, and stuff yet and tie two guys up for one one set of ev yeah right you know so yeah we are in the different tables and just doing rotations if we need right gotcha and now let's take a quick commercial break Hey there, listeners. This is Mike here again. I just want to tell you a few things that are going on relating to the show. First off, we started a Facebook page called Tens and Aces Blackjack. On there, we can post threads on the episode. People can leave comments about the episodes and other stuff relating to the show, as well as general blackjack and AP-related discussions. We've also recently launched the tensandaces.com website where you can find all kinds of good stuff relating to the show on there. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do that by emailing us at tensandaces, the number 21 at gmail.com. That's tensandaces21 at gmail.com. Or you can call the show's voicemail and text line at area code 518-289-0478. That's area code 518-289-0478. And last but not least, I'd like to thank all the people who donated money to help supplement what it costs to produce this show. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. And if you yourself are feeling generous and you feel like supporting something you like, like this show, that would be awesome if you could throw a few bucks in TNA's direction. (laughs) But if you don't, we still love you anyway. It's all good and no worries. But if you are so inclined, you can accomplish that at our website, tensandaces.com. Just click on support the show. Hey guys, this is Colin from BlackjackApprenticeship.com and if you're serious about card counting, I'd encourage you to check out the Blackjack Apprenticeship membership. It has the training tools you'll need to beat the game like our comprehensive video course and our training suite so you can learn each skill and virtually test yourself before ever stepping foot in a casino. It also includes the tools you'll need to succeed like our pro betting software, casino database, results tracking software, and access to a community of like-minded advantage players to network with in our members forum and chat room software. You can find out more at blackjackapprenticeship.com. What is Budweiser? It's bright, the look of perfection. It's crisp with ideal flavor. 
It's clean for a great finish. It's pure, made with the finest all-natural ingredients. It's the smooth, flavorable result of beechwood aging. Bright, crisp, clean, pure. This is Budweiser. This is beer. Now back to the show. Gus, Gus, Gus. Gus, 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 Gus. some funny stories guess, from the guess, road guess, or guess, uh, anything like that you want to share oh guess, man i have guess, i, I guess, have guess, so many funny stories on my belt just just being inside a casino and being a known english speaker and you know it, it is something funny by itself i can put it that way i have so many situations when i kind of you know blew people's minds just playing either really stupid or you know things like that but on the road i actually do my family on brazil they have no idea what i was doing you know right, I was counting, right. Card, counting cards for over two years now so over a thousand hours of table table time and uh so of course you know my parents wanted to check on me he's calling me i'm on the road and they always ask hey where are you going how has been your weekend and mm-hmm. i'm pretty much always going to a casino with a bunch of guys <laughs> and um so to, you know to illustrate this this story better when i came to america I was married uh and my ex-wife she she's she was she is she's still gorgeous you know like a really nice look woman mm-hmm. and um things uh hit south go south and we kind of split up we are cool she's have not not no complaints about my ex-wife but so we went to separate ways and so we left brazil married so people in brazil doesn't know much about my life over here and even my parents so at some point she was asking me a lot hey where are you going I'm, oh i'm going to a hotel you know i'm going to like another state meet up with a couple friends and that's what's always the story that i tell her and that goes on for like over a year and she was like one day i think she got like really tired of the same the same stuff every time and she was like hey um he goes uh let me, let me ask you something i was like yeah man. Come on. cool <laughs> go ahead i was driving i was totally you know what i mean and she was like so you are gay i was like <laughs> i <laughs> my reaction i was driving i was crack laughing inside the car because i knew like i you know i yeah. kind of understand why she was asking me that you know what i mean like again you were going like to a hotel with just just men's like you are gay. <laughs> and i started laughing so hard i was like why are you asking me that mom and she was like no because every time that I, you know I, i call you you are like with a bunch of guys <laughs> And you know, I, I don't know what you're doing there. You know, has been like four years that we don't don't see each other. You left here, you were married with a beautiful woman. Now I just hear about you hanging out with guys, and I was <laughs> laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't even speak. <laughs> I was literally, and she still goes on. You know, while I was laughing because I couldn't speak, she was just trying to explain <laughs> her point of view, and and she was like, you know, it's 21st century. Uh, if if you know, like. Mom would understand if you said, you know, like that you are a homosexual, you know, <laughs> and, and she keeps going and I keep laughing. Every line that he, she said, I was just crack my soul off, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I finally could, you know, I was able to speak. I was like, hey, mom, listen, I know I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, just a disclosure. I'm not homophobic <laughs> at all. And, uh, but, um. I am not. That's not my preference. You know what I mean? Uh, Mom, I'm, that's not my preference. I'm just literally just friends. She was like, yeah, but he's always your friends. What's You never show me like a girlfriend or something. I was like, Mom, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Does she think that that is why you got divorced? Cause... <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably. You know, it's just like it's been a couple of years, probably five years that I don't I don't met up with my family uh, back then. I uh even because covid and stuff you know i couldn't see them the previous year last year but probably and so she kept quiet you know and this story of going to casinos or different states with a bunch of guys keeps going keeps going and i think she was uh, getting tired and she asked me one more time after that she was like are you sure you're not gay son i was like oh mom, <laughs> you, you're coming up with this again i was like no mom i'm not you know and she 
I don't know if I don't know if she believes me because she seems a little skeptical because this is always the same story. You know what I mean? I'm either on my day job or I'm either playing blackjack with the team and you know what I mean, all the guys. And I don't even like uh, I don't have like any girl to show to her and make her feel better about. So last time that she mentioned this was a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, all right, mom. So I I have to tell you something because they didn't knew about the, the whole card counting uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like I have to tell you something. I am. I tried to prepare myself two years to say that to my mom. I right. am counting cards. And she was like, what, what is that? And I was like, I am, I'm going to a casino, you know, we meet up with a couple of friends because I'm counting cards. And she was like, oh, nice. But um, uh, explain to me, like, uh, w- 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 how you mean counting cards? I was like, mom, first of all, and she was like, hey, son, uh, listen, I have to hang up right now. I have like a, a emergency here. Uh, can you talk to you later? And I was like, she hang up on my face. I was like, Really? I like I prepare myself to tell two years for two years that I was like hitting the same many cards, you know what I mean? And probably the first thing she would do is you know googling like a twenty one movie or card counting movie or something like that and see the guy being beat up in a back room, a dark oh, back yeah. somewhere, you know what I mean? Because again, Hollywood, we don't have casinos in Brazil, so she could believe on that stuff. And I was like, oh man, that, that was so frustrating. And I just drop it, you know, I was just like, ah, <laughs> whatever she thinks she thinks. <laughs> I'm just, just having fun with it. Has she gotten back to you since uh, two weeks ago about um, that? Yeah, we spoke like uh, briefly, but I, I have I haven't mentioned again because I believe that I need I need some time to explain, you know, to my parents that's that's safe to do it, that's not illegal because those are going to be their first concerns. You know what I would suggest? Have them watch Collins, uh, the the church team documentary, the Holy Rollers, and because your your mom's religious, so you know they're a they're a Christian card counting team, and it explains the whole thing and how it works. Uh, yeah, that's that actually that is a great idea. Um, I I'll have to check it out if they have like uh, subtitles in Portuguese. Uh, and tell them, hey, this is the guy that I that trained me, and I watched his videos. You know. Yeah, yeah. If they do have a subtitles on Portuguese, because I know he's in a, uh, I watch it on the Amazon Prime, which yeah, I'm pretty sure my dad, my parents have it. But I, if they they don't, you know, have a, uh, Portuguese subtitles, uh, Twenty One will be because I remember I, I watched Twenty One was like a kid, you know, I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I watched it in Portuguese in Brazil. And uh, never ever imagined that I was at some point of my life doing um, some of those kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, hopefully, your mom doesn't hear this where you got backroomed and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she, yeah, she won't. She won't. Uh, just a uh, language barrier, you know. Like they. Oh yeah. They are clueless about whatever I'm saying, so I will have to be on the phone with her for like about an hour, just like translating kind of real time everything that I'm we are talking about. So now. Uh, let her let her be hopefully uh maybe somebody she knows doesn't somehow hear this and then be like i i heard gus talking about this gambling he's doing (laughs) do we need to do an intervention (laughs) i hope to i hope to i I doubt it i doubt that's gonna occur but you know you never know (laughs) that's fun that's that's only the downside of uh you know being for a different country the upsides is just like i actually i have more advantage as being someone like foreign or alien whatever you prefer to call it is Mm -hmm. so much covered by itself inside a casino can you explain that a little a little further what you mean by that oh yeah uh sure so all right. When I uh, when I first started red chipping, uh, my English wasn't. Uh, I studied English on this two years period. So now I'm able to, you know, um, mm-hmm. just like we we're speaking right now. But my English wasn't there like two years ago. So I sat in a blackjack table. I mainly couldn't understand everything that had been saying around me. I just couldn't answer in the same speed or something. When some like pit boss, you know, ask something. And I, I knew that I didn't want to give up on IG. So I just, I literally played a straight up uh, immigrant stuff. Just like, um, no, no English, sorry, you know, something like that. And they kind of leave me alone. That wasn't when I was red chipping. <laughs> and just, just blew the off. You know, they, someone came to talk to me or a pit boss or whoever it is. And I just say, no, no English, no English. Did you blow um, off? Did you blow off back offs? Or when they you thought they were trying to back you off and just play dumb? Or I tried. 
I I tried. Actually, I did that when I was uh, tris- when I came back to a place that I was trespassed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so they have they a... They sent you a letter. It was in English. You didn't know what it said. <laughs> pretty much it. That I was, it was pretty much my, my line. So yeah. I got, yeah, I got trespassed on a, on a, on a shop which have a sister property. And this, this sister property is the place that I played over 600 hours, red chipping and green chipping. So I got trespassed in one and I came back to the other one without uh, handle my player's card. But of mm-hmm. course, the pit boss. I played over six hundred hours there. The pit boss was super familiar with me, and we that was uh, post uh, post COVID after COVID. And I was like, oh man, like how long time I don't see you? And we were just like, you know, talking and general stuff. I was like, uh, can you please not put me in the system? He was like, no, you are in already. I was like, oh, I was like man. And he was, what happened? I was like, you know, I have a, a problem in the sister property. He was like, I wish you haven't tell me that. You know, and but I mean, and he goes, believe me, if the surveillance want to find you, they will. Sure thing. 15, 20 minutes after that, I got the tap. They and then mm-hmm. they have a cop with them because I was trespassed and um, forced me to the back room. I I try to stand my ground to hold my you know my ground, but the cop actually forced me into the back room. An actual cop or, or security guard? Uh, uh, actual cop. Oh, okay, well, you got to yeah, listen so to them. This right, is a yeah. really small state. And they have two casinos on this real small estate. I just don't don't want to say the name. But mm-hmm. um, and the, the the cops they have something with the casino, you know. So they kind of protect the casino and some somehow. So I was forced by a cop to go into a, a back room. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I mumble like a lot. You know, I was just literally just like, "Oh, this is absurd. You guys are treating me like a criminal." You know, and. Of course, playing a little, you know, I mean, like putting a little um, wrong sentences on my English just because I was trying to play not as smart. I didn't want to look smart at all. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, we were supposed to be here, right? And I was like, um, uh, how you, what do you mean? And I'll say, well, you are trespassed for the property. And I was like, no, no, no. The guy, the other guy in the other property say I couldn't go back there. I won't say anything about here. And I literally played it obvious as I could and that goes for a couple probably 40 minutes half an hour 40 minutes and they just mm-hmm. let me go they were just like hey listen you know we don't want any problem you probably misunderstood I was like yeah do you really think that if I knew that I couldn't come back here with the chance of be arrest you think that I would be here do you really and, think that? and I goes this is exactly what you're doing <laughs> that was exactly what I was doing <laughs> and I was like oh so alright so now you know you are not supposed to be in any of these two properties. I was like, I wish someone had told me that back then on the other property because I wouldn't be here now. And I got away with that, but that was close. That was close. Yeah. I do not recommend anyone to be back in any property. Some people probably, you know, will think that that was more a dumb move than something, but I went with this. When I went there, I knew what, what I could expect. And well, we, I think anybody who's been doing this a while has played on places they've been trespassed before. It's just kind yeah, of part and, uh, of the, the deal. Yeah, and I, I literally uh, was, uh, I can, I, I agree. I admit that was a mistake from my part. I would, I have no plans to do that again. And once more, my my lack of English or my nationality, you know, uh, you know, gave me like, I, I could get away with it just because of it. I, I have a question. Uh, so uh, because your immigration stat, I don't, I don't know if you're a citizen or a permanent, re- permanent resident or whatever, but if you got arrested for something like trespassing, would that put your ability to stay in this country in jeopardy? For trespass, I don't eat my, but I honestly don't believe so. It's just because it is, I mean, casinos, I don't know. You, you got me on that one. I actually don't have an answer for that. It might be, it, it might be dangerous for my status over here. I would definitely talk to an attorney about that before you, if you ever try to go back into a situation like that. Yeah, I would definitely never will. But uh, yeah, talk to mm-hmm. a lawyer. I think that I definitely should have done a while ago. And So yeah, you got pretty lucky there. I, I, got, <laughs> I got really really lucky really. i don't think they would kick you out for that but you know i mean out of the country oh, out of the casino yeah but out of the country they wouldn't back you off from the country 
Oh no, no, that the I I don't believe I'm not sure I can be like a hundred percent positive. I'm not a lawyer and I have uh, asked a lawyer about, but it's something that I don't believe that they they would. Right, right. But you know, that's one of those things you got to uh, one of the risks you have to weigh for yeah. sure in your your situation. Yeah, on my status, I'm pretty sure if I get involved with uh, how can I say that a really bad crime, uh, you know, like I don't know, traffic, murder, or something like that, or or a DUI, a really serious DUI, drive drunk, or something like that, uh, they probably would, and that's I know for sure. But uh, being trespass, stepping on a casino, which I honestly, as an immigrant, immigration wise, I don't think things don't work on the way, you know. Okay. So interesting little wrinkle there though um so do you have any more insight you could offer newer players or do you have any more stories or anything you wanted to share yeah i, w- I would like to share that um another uh, how can i say another great thing about being um a non um, non-american or no english speaker let's put it in the way is getting away a, l- a lot with casinos and now i start red chipping and then green chipping now for the team we are playing higher stakes and I am pretty much just black chipping at this point, you know, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, we are black chipping. I never show my ID on the casinos. What I use a lot and I find out this is kind of great for me is my foreign passport, which mm-hmm. I don't use anywhere besides the casinos. You know, I have all the IDs from, from the U.S., but I, I use my, I keep using my Brazilian passport on casinos and I they just don't know what to do with it. You know, I already got players' cards with um, my Brazilian address and stuff like that. And lots of different situations where the casinos kind of doesn't know what to do with the information that I am giving to them. And they just like leave me alone, you know? So they don't, it's just like I am, how can I put, um, immigrant high roller or something like that. Yeah. You know, they really think that I have or money or something when someone asks what I'm, what I'm doing in Brazil, or, you know, my parents have a couple of business, so I can either be the rich kid from a different country or really like a mm-hmm. different country, I don't know, businessman or something like that. And they just leave my alone, you know, and mixing with the English stuff when they want to know deeply about something else. And I'm just like, oh, you know, sometimes I go, I'm sorry, my English is not a very good look. I add the look, on not a very good and you know, and they're just like, all right, let, let's this kid do whatever they want to do. He he wants to do, and it's just been great. Did they ever like wonder like, not that you specifically played in Iowa, but like to say, say you were in Iowa on a Tuesday, and they wonder what is this guy doing here in the middle of Iowa on a Tuesday in the middle of you know November or something? Because <laughs> it's harder I, to blend in. You do have the advantage of the language barrier and using that to your advantage, but is it harder to blend in sometimes? Um, actually, sometimes I I get caught off guard it's just like um, they ask oh where are you from I'm, I'm Brazilian I'm just like visiting oh but I thought the borders were closed and one day a pit boss said that to me and I was like yeah I, and I literally I got away with like yeah depends on how much money you got in Brazil oh yeah it was kind of just like I kind of flipped his question and he kind of left me alone you know it's just yeah it's, that that reinforces his, that you're a high roller <laughs> yes Dang, so yeah. I am literally 100% of the time when I'm inside the casinos even though like now rolling black you know I always make sure they know that I'm from a different place and kind of you know what I mean don't mind my business I just I came from a different you know country I have a couple business I already became a millionaire with Bitcoin or something like that and I they just let me be for a lot you know they, so I Honestly, I can say that I'm. I feel like I'm getting less hit now, black chipping, than I was getting when I was red chipping and green chipping. Hmm. To be honest, that's my personal experience. Do you think you get less heat than your teammates get betting the, the same bet spreads that you bet? I believe I get a little less hit. I last a little longer on so on and so on shops. You know, so sometimes my teammates they're picked in, within a time frame, an hour, two hours, and sometimes I play in the same shop for a double or a triple, or I still keep being welcome on the place where my teammates were, you know, backed off before. And I believe it's just, I believe my nationality, you know, is that thing that's buying me so much time. Maybe they um, think you're you're a 
a, a drug dealer, they don't, they don't want to mess with a guy betting that kind of money for. Yeah, they. You know, again, now my my sessions are short, and I definitely when I am inside the casino, I definitely play a role. It is not I'm I'm always talkative. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I I speak English where it's convenient to me, and when it is not, I just kind of don't understand. You know what I mean? I pretend that I don't yeah. understand that well. I literally playing the role that I'm I'm going there just to have fun. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just go with, oh, we don't have casinos in Brazil, so that's kind of my escape. I would do the most of it. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll, I'll bet the most that I can. And sometimes I'm max betting and pit bosses kind of look me weird. And I was like, man, I'm like, I'm fired up. I'm a good streak. You know what I mean? Like, and just kind of, that's what I say to my teammates. I literally can bullshit them in unbelievable ways. And I'm getting away with it and so far, of course. I know, I know that's not gonna happen forever. I have been, I have been backed off a couple of times, red chipping and green chipping. But it looks like uh, since I'm black chipping for the past, I can say 120, 130 hours, I'm black chipping. I was back off just once, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I play in a lot of different spots. And um, yeah, I don't know. I have been back for the same place that I was back off again. You know, because of now with all the masks and everything, and sometimes I was back off so much on a casino underrated, and then I go back there and I get a player's card again with my passport, giving in all my Brazilian information, and they doesn't know what to do with it. So it's kind of they don't connect me with that person that was backed off and rated like two or three times already. And I just keep playing rated and they are just taking my action. Awesome. That's an awesome advantage. Sure. And it, yeah, it is. Um, I was mentioned, I was talking to nubs uh, last night, just one shop. Um, he wants to do a test, a uh, live test with me in a casino. So he gave my spread, a red chip spread and was kind of the whole team was on that pit playing green mm-hmm. and do the same spread. I believe the spread was a one to 20 spread on this really sweaty shop. And I was, my spread was 110 to two by 100, which is a 120 spread still. But mm. uh, so Nubs 128, he was just like on my back, just watching me playing and see if I don't make any mistakes. So I believe I last like 30 minutes on the shop, you know, red chipping, they back me off while all the other teammates was like on tables next to me doing the same spread with green chipping and no one got picked off. I was like, oh man, that's like, I wasn't rated. Then I came back there a couple months after and I took, I just have a glory shoe. I believe that was my best shoe ever. I was top bed. My top bed was two by four, I believe. And in just one shoe, I took them for almost nine grand. Right. And one shoe was like 20 minutes. I couldn't believe it and I couldn't lose a hand on that. And then I was surrounded for security guards and they, I had masks. There was post COVID and they asked my ID. I refused. They let me go. So then I came back there and got a player's card and now I'm black chipping and I have playing there for like over 50 hours, I believe with no heat. And five zero, 50? Five zero. Wow. Nice, yeah, nice work, about, man. Nice work. About 50 after I am rated, you know, and they're just taking my action. I have a couple other shops that I did similar stuff. I can mess around with my names on my passport because again, it seems like casino doesn't understand very well. So I have multiple, sometimes I can get more than one card with the same ID just because let's say I say that my middle name is my last name and my last name is my middle name. Right. I just have, you know what I mean? Like first and last name or then I just have like my full name and I have a couple of different cards for casinos that I was backed off before unrated and now I have, you know, more than one player's card on the same property with the same ID, but the, the names are just scrambled. That's great. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good with um, being an immigrant now. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you tell your younger self that you know now that you already haven't already mentioned? If you could tell Gus, the Gus that walked in and started playing. Besides, I know you mentioned earlier that don't play until you're ready. But besides that, what advice would you give uh, Gus 1.0, your original first, your first hundred hours? That guy, what would you give that guy? Besides being tested by um, a certified pro, someone mm-hmm. who actually knows what they're doing, that could be a boot camp or uh, knowing AP on your area. Uh, besides that, I wish I could have waited and built a bigger bankroll because yes. 
as a calling from Blackjack Apprenticeship say that a lot, you just need your brains and your bankroll. And I did, at some point, I did have the brains. I did have the skill um, test out and certify, and I was ready to play, but I didn't have the bankroll. And so work on your game. Don't don't start before you're 100% ready. And if you don't have the, the bankroll, wait a little longer. Keep training. Keep uh, developing new skills and build a bigger bankroll. And when you get your risk of ruin to really the lowest that you can, then we start playing. I, I did start it with 500 and I add five and five, but I say my initial bankroll was 2,500. I solo play went all the way up to almost 20,000. And then after post-COVID, I lost, I believe, something around 12,000 in one week. And I, I had terrible 60 hours losing streak that, you know, was really bad from the bankroll that I had. Yeah, that's a bad week. That was a bad week. But just because after COVID, I couldn't find uh, any 5 or $10 table anymore. It was mainly 25 because the casinos were also de- were also desperate to to get the money too. And on my yeah. area, uh, my the minimum limits that I found was twenty five. And I I knew I was playing to generate EV, but I knew that wasn't ideal. And then I just got a stroke for a really bad variance, and that was um th- that was a really sad experience at the time. In your area, have in your region, have the minimums come back down a little bit to fifteen or? 10 or they still still got a quarter oh they have yeah they they have uh nearby states which uh, it's about an hour and a half drive from me they did have a couple 15s uh and 10 i don't see 10 dollar minimum table anymore but you can find a 15 dollar minimum well yeah it's the same way over here in the northwest it's it's not a quarter but the tables that were five are now 10 and the ones that were 15 are now 25 so yeah and i don't i don't really see them going back to um there are some shops that still have nickel tables around here but i don't really see that being a regular thing it used to be almost every shop had a nickel table somewhere for red chippers yeah red red chipping is it is it is a, a grind you have to be you have to be really serious about you have to be you have to have a perfect game you have no room to any playing mistakes or betting mistakes your bankroll um, the risk of ruin here is real and I keep that's something that I would tell my youngest uh, Gus you know yeah. wait a little longer build up a more solid bankroll get your risk of ruin down to as much as you can then you hit the tables I, I just want to thank you uh, thank you very much for having me and thanks uh, you know all the, the blackjack community that has been uh, crucial you know like um, not just nubs who who is some someone that I, I can I thank nubs a lot for everything that he taught me he was literally my mentor through the whole process and um, he's very helpful and very thoughtful and very experienced uh, blackjack player and all the the other teammates you know that uh, have been uh, have been like having a good time on being part of such a, a good team and with you know skilled and knowledgeable people and I'm still working on my networking. It's just um, I'm not so active in the forums. That's something that I, I wish, uh, another thing that I wish I could have done um, before. Or tell my youngest uh, Gus, be more active and network more. And what, what held you back from that? The language barrier? Yeah, that was the main reason. I, I was a little afraid of messed up with my English and get some backlash. Not that I believe that could, that could happen, but I was feeling insecure about my English back then. Well, you sh- well, I didn't know you back then, but you do great. You sound great. Your English is a lot better than my Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. You, you guys are awesome. So I, I shouldn't, I definitely should have uh, been afraid of that. I definitely should have had, had more more questions, ask more questions and try to network. I have no complaints. All my, my the guys that I network with, they are great. And um, I'm just having such a good time with blackjack and everything. Yeah, it's a fun little side hustle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Um, I wish I could go full time. I actually, you know, as... That's something that I'm still considering, going full-time, probably not solo, but like a full-time team player. And just like, again, I have no kids and no wife or um, you know, or anything that holds me back. So I could just like get on a van and just drive or fly or whatever. Um, that's something that I wish uh, I probably would do for a couple of months. If, you know, uh, Nubs or the team approve that, I would probably do like a month road trip or 
to somewhere and just hit a different shop because I yeah. I keep oh. recycling the same shops and I have a lot of casinos out there that I never step in and um yeah right um do you have the flexibility with the nine to five to just take a month uh I did just open my own business it is um it's a small business which I'm grinding a lot but it does give way more flexibility than a nine to five because that's great yeah at some at this point I have a couple uh trustworthy people working uh with me and so all the blackjack trips that i have with the team i always have someone in charge taking care mm-hmm. of the stuffs for me while i'm out so i'm st- again i'm uh, i i play with the guys i was like hey listen i'm still red chipping my business but um i'm putting yeah. the hours i'm grinding grinding and at some point i'll be probably you know at least green chipping the business or black chipping the, the business and i'll be able to take a month off and just dedicate and hit to hit casinos that I never have been before. That's great because a lot of times if you own your own business, yeah, you have the flexibility that you're your own boss, but you, if it's a smaller business, you have to be there. Otherwise the business stops. Yeah. Uh, so it's great that you have trusted. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It is a business on a construction area. So it's not like a physical, I don't have to be physically and um, let's say a shop or you know a building or something like that. So I'm actually all over the place. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so as long as uh, pro- uh, the way I can see it, as long as I have uh, enough uh, jobs schedules and I have a computer to send emails and you know do follow ups with clients and customers and be able to you know um, fill my agenda with new you know uh, estimates or something like that, I could be away from for a while. You know, that sounds like the perfect match. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely will test this out um, when my business bankroll permits. I like how you put that. Your your red chipping in your business. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Totally get that. That's all you can do. Put the hours in, and that, you know, master the the skill and put the hours in. Yeah, absolutely. It will pay off over time. Well, I think that's. I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, thanks again for coming on, and we'll see you down the field. We'll see you on the field, man. Thank you very much for having me. I have such so much fun. Awesome, Gus. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Bye, bye, bye. TNA? Well, listen up. <laughs> what do you got for us, man? Hey, man, I, I have a really funny story that about when I first, actually, that happens before I even started counting. My first back, back off and back room came before I started counting cards, which was really, yeah, which was a crazy story, man. So I, I was in a casino, you know, just having like a, a good time. And uh, where I come from, we have a similar game than Blackjack. We call uh, 21, you know, with a little different rules. And I was walking by a Blackjack table and I was like, I kind of know this game, but I like to just like Google it and see what's up. So yeah. I found like a basic strategy, you know, like I was a little afraid to sit in the table. So I was just like watching for a while. Time passed by and this was like early in the morning, probably like 2 a.m. And I was like, and I finally decided to sit and play and I give a shot. Brought like a hundred bucks. The table minimum was 10 bucks. I believe eight deck, uh, hit 17, all the crap rules. So I sat down and played for a couple hours with a hundred bucks, which was just like going back and forth, you know, a couple, you know, 20, 30, 50 bucks up. And this time passed a little more. Uh, and it's like about, about 4 a.m. I'm almost falling asleep on a table. I won a hand. I believe I was betting. 10 bucks to red chips at the time and I touched my bet before the dealer pays me and I don't know what's going on but like a whole scene happened like the dealer uh, took that stuff that they put the money in and put it on top of the table and called the pit and pit calls surveillance and again back then I had no idea what was going on 
just because I touched my chips. So 15 minutes passed with the, the, the table was frozen. The other puppies was like, you know what I mean? Like really mad at me. That was 4 a.m. So the, the pit boss gave it okay to the dealer to keep dealing after 15, 20 minutes. And we kept playing for a couple more minutes. And all of a sudden I got a tap. I look over my shoulder and I have like a three suits behind me. Hey, sir, can I talk to you for a second? This is about like 4.30 a.m. I was like, yeah, sure. I was clueless. I had no idea what was going on. Never <laughs> count cards before. Never heard about count cards before. Right. Um, well, what's going on? They say, oh, we need you to follow us. I was like, all right. So then I followed them to what I know. Now I know that it's a, what you call back room. So we got a, a couple exits. We entered a couple doors. They placed me stand up against a white wall. They took a couple pictures. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And it was just like, no, this is the procedure. I was like, all right, we need your ID. I, I gave my ID. I mean, again, I was clueless. And it made me sign a paper that says on that paper that I was trespassed for 30 days for inappropriate or undesired behavior inside the casino. I was like, all this is <laughs> like a $10 uh, bet that I won't. And they know, I, we, you know what I mean? Like, we, we don't like this kind of attitude. You could be doing like some kind of cheating or something. I was like, Lisa, what's 10 bucks? You, you guys want 10 bucks? I can just, you know, here, like two red chips. So what, what are all of this? They say, that's the procedure, sir. So they trespassed me for the property for 30 days. I was like, <laughs> oh man, that sucks. All right, I drove back home got home like 6 a.m you know what i mean like uh, i wasn't feeling good at all it was like what happened and the same property has a sister just like 30 minutes away from my house mm-hmm. and i was like all right i'm i'm going to that place i went to the other place with their sisters but i didn't have to you know show my id or anything like that and i started playing blackjack and i like it and then i was looking deeper to like basic strategy all these kind of things and i found out bja so i I studied the basic strategy and I, I knew I discovered that it was possible to count cards and all this kind of stuff. And I started practicing. So what I did was I got a player's cards on the sister property and I played there for like over 600 hours before they, you know, figured out that I was the guy that was trespassed like for 30 days probably a year before. And uh, so you're, was, you're in the clear on the trespass at that point. Oh, I was clear of the trespass. It's just like after I realized what a trespass was, was a back room was, or even a back off, uh, I had no idea what it was, what happened. And I just make fun with all my AP friends that was just like, hey, listen, uh, I am the guy who, you know, like called back room the I wasn't even counting. You know, I was betting like I was flat betting ten dollars a hand. You probably and weren't even playing basic strategy. Little I wasn't even playing basic strategy, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was crazy. The good, the good side of the story is just like uh, I built my bank after I started learning. Uh, I learned uh, how to count cards and stuff. I took their sister prop, uh, property for like a couple, several thousands and six hundred hours of playtime, mm-hmm. which was you know was kind of my revenge on them for doing that to me at the time yeah screw them yeah (laughs) have you been back to the original property i did um and actually those are sister properties i would never be trespassed if i never came back to the first properties that back room me because i used to play more in the sisters which i played 600 hours and one day i I just for some reason i decided to go to check out the other property and when I, I always play unrated on the other property, even though I did have a card, I always play as a refusal. And the guy said, do you have a player's card, sir? I was like, no. And then I took the cash off my wallet and the card was stuck on the cash. <laughs> and he was like, oh, but uh, that's that's a card for us. I was like, and then, you know what I mean? Like, I can play really dumb about my English sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, that's for the other casino. And they said, no, it's the same stuff. So I handed him the, the card. He swiped the card and he started like looking me funny right away. Mm-hmm. Because in the sister property, uh, everyone knew me by name and last name. I was playing average like 89 hours a month there. Mm-hmm. And I knew all the staff and people was friendly. I, You know what I mean? Like I never got a hit. I don't know what was going on in that place, but people were just like, if, if they knew what I was doing, they just let me do it because they, they like me to be around. So as soon mm-hmm. as he swiped my card, he probably saw my winnings, which was for, you know what I mean? Like my kind of play was a lot. Or he saw that you were you were a bard at one point. 
Yeah, and at one point I was barred. So as soon as he swiped my card, he started looking me funny. I was like, oh, it's probably time to, you know, move to another table. <laughs> the count sink, I moved to another table. 30 minutes after, not even, I was surrounded by like six security guards. You know what I mean? I'm 5'7". Those guys were at least six each. Yes. I was like, it, it was like, I don't know what about these casinos, but they, they like to do a big scene when they are backing someone off. I and know. They really hard to backroom it again. And I was like, hey, listen, I went through this whole stuff once. I'm not going to do that again. And I refused to go to the back room and then just like, let me go. And mm-hmm. um, and I tried to go to the sister property that never had backed me off, even though I knew I was trespassed for the both properties. And again, my, my lack of uh, my language barrier Let's put it that way. You know, make me go there and play until they, they back me off again and they back room it again. And I was like, hey, listen, you the guys over there said that I couldn't go there. They didn't say anything about here. And I got away with it. But yeah, I, it was, this is the same kind of uh, chain of casinos. And uh, right. it really, really fun that I was like back roomed before, you know, even counting. And after that, after being trespassed, I came back like raided and they back roomed again. And uh, I got away with kind of both. Was- yeah, you play you play into their racism by acting stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm acting really stupid. It's just like and even though you're obviously not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how many times I say I'm sorry. I I don't understand very well what I'm saying until they literally drop. The, you know, they just like move on. Just like I, I don't know what to do anymore. You know, like, they're like I'm not going to get through to this guy. I just- yeah, it's pretty much like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't understand. My, you know, my English is not. It's not that good. And blah blah blah. And they repeat, repeat until they get tired and say, hey, listen, you know, just, just, just leave. <laughs> you have another advantage that you're from Brazil, not from a Spanish speaking country where, you know, they, they speak Portuguese in Brazil because very few people know Portuguese <laughs> versus Spanish. Yeah. So then you can still play dumb a little. I mean, I know it's related and kind of close, but not um, really. <laughs> yeah. I, I use that to my advantage like a lot because in Brazil, we don't only speak Portuguese. We speak Brazilian Portuguese. All right. 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 So even if I'm talking, speaking with another um, country that speaks Portuguese, I have a really hard time to understand that. Because mm-hmm. I, what I just Brazil speaks Brazilian Portuguese. That's put in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, it's right. Gotcha. Type of Portuguese. So even though someone tried to, you know, what I mean, speak Spanish with me, I still can play dumb and I still get away with a lot. Yeah, so, it's like somebody from Argentina is going to speak different version of Spanish versus somebody from Mexico. Yeah, then, yeah, that's that's, right. that's correct. Yeah. And yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, and I believe this whole cycle that ends like after probably 700 hours of play started even before I, you know, learned how to count cards. So I, I think that was really cool. Right on. The end. For all of your TNA needs, head to tensandaces.com. Are you serious about becoming a Blackjack Advantage player? If that's your plan, then listen to the real pros first. They will tell you to test out and hone your skills before risking your starting bankroll. Check out the Advantage Player Refinement Program, offered exclusively by Archimedes21.com. The A21 APRP will tell you if you're ready. Until then, look into becoming an investor in Archimedes21 and start earning right away. 